Welcome to episode four. I love today's topic. It's about the diaphragm, and it is the number one most essential breathing muscle. But the truth is, most of us aren't using it properly. The good news is, it's a muscle. So we can strengthen it, condition it, stretch it so that we can get the most out of this muscle. And when we do, all of our systems will benefit immensely from it. I am so glad you're here and I can't wait to share with you about the diaphragm. This is the Breathe Better podcast and I'm your host, Sienna Smith. I'm a certified yoga therapist and teacher in the San Francisco Bay Area going on 20 years. Visit my website, SiennaSmith.com for upcoming free breath classes and also courses and events coming soon. Let's do this together. Let's improve our breathing for our most optimal health and wellness. In today's episode, we'll talk about the amazing diaphragm muscle and how important it is to our basic good health and fitness. Even if you have experience working with a diaphragm, tune in because countless health conscious people I know are not using this critical muscle fully and it's impacting their health. It's creating more stress, anxiety, and tension in our body. After we talk about the diaphragm a little bit, then I'm going to offer a short breathing practice to connect, stretch, and strengthen this vital breathing muscle, the diaphragm. So what is the diaphragm, how does it work, and how can we use it better? The diaphragm is a thin sheet of muscle that sits at the base of the chest above the belly. And even though a lot of people get this wrong, this is how it works. When you inhale, it contracts and it flattens. It actually goes down. It creates a vacuum and it pulls air into your lungs. When you exhale, the diaphragm relaxes and it pushes the air out. Let's tune in for just a moment and really feel the diaphragm working in our own body. Take an inhale and visualize the diaphragm going down and spreading outward. Then when you exhale, the diaphragm goes up and arches. This beautiful muscle It creates this vacuum, which sucks the air in, and it does it completely involuntarily. Think about when you sleep, right? The diaphragm is just working. Most of us are only using about 10% of its range of motion. And that means we have a lot of improvement that we can make in strengthening, stretching, and activating this very important muscle. So here's a fun fact. Did you know that the diaphragm is also known as the second heart? This incredible muscle helps the heart to circulate approximately 2,000 gallons of blood in your body every day. 2,000 gallons. Imagine drinking like 2,000 gallons of milk every day. (laughs) That's how much blood is circulating through your body. So if you're not using your diaphragm, your heart is having to work extra hard and it's putting stress cardiac stress on our body. So this muscle helps also um, the digestive organs process more than 2000 pounds of food each year. Not each day, thankfully. (laughs) Thankfully, we don't eat 2000 pounds of food each day. 
Um, but we do eat 2,000 pounds of food each year. And because of the fluctuations of the diaphragm up and down, it really helps peristalsis. It helps the stomach to digest the food and move it along the intestines to the colon. The diaphragm is anatomically designed really to be the engine of our breath. Think of the engine in your car. When it's not working properly, then your car is not going to run as smoothly and efficiently. It's the same exact thing for our body. So think of the diaphragm as the engine of your breath and using it fully helps us to take deep, efficient breaths. And it does this by getting air deep into the lungs where two thirds of the air sacs live, really in the lower portion of our lungs. We have about 600 to 800 million air sacs. This is where the magic happens. It's where the gas exchange happens, where we get the oxygen flowing into the capillaries, into our bloodstream, and then to the tissues and the organs. So if we are not using our diaphragm, often we'll have brain fog or headaches or weak muscles or poorly functioning organs. That's how essential this muscle is. If people aren't using their diaphragm well, then what are they using to breathe? Most of us are chest breathers. We're using our secondary breathing muscles, the chest, the shoulders, even the neck muscles to breathe. Do you ever notice your shoulders rise when you take a breath? That's a sign that you're relying too much on the secondary breathing muscles. And this creates an incredible amount of tension in the tops of the shoulders, the front of the chest, the sides of the neck, and the base of the skull. Hence the headaches, right? Let's check out the level of stress and tension in our own neck and shoulders. Just take a moment, roll your shoulders around in a circle. You can tilt your head side to side, even open and close your mouth so you can see if there's any tension in your jaw. These are common places you'll feel it if you're using your secondary breathing muscles to do all the heavy lifting. Besides physical tension, we can also experience issues like asthma, high blood pressure, anxiety, migraines, chronic fatigue, ADHD, poor concentration, insomnia, and those kinds of health issues simply because we're not breathing properly over a long period of time. But we can start to make headway on a lot of these conditions simply by using the magic muscle, the diaphragm. What I really want people to understand is we have something in our back pocket and we can really use this tool called the breath. James Nestor points out in his book, you know, even if we eat all organic, we exercise every day and we sleep well, if we're not using the diaphragm when we breathe, then we will definitely hit these major roadblocks to improving our, our health. So let's get into a really key point in how to access your diaphragm and also to pinpoint why people don't or they're not doing it throughout their day. Try this. If you're in a good space right now and you're in a place you can try this little experiment on yourself, do it with me. Everybody, just slouch. If you're sitting down or even if you're standing, just let your shoulders round, let your chest drop, let your head push forward, let your spine round, and then try to take a breath and notice what you feel. 
tune in physically, emotionally, and mentally when you're slouching? What does it feel like? Make a mental note, and then I want you to compare it to this next way of breathing. Sit up nice and tall, roll your shoulders back and down. Soften the belly, but have a nice, tall posture. Now take a breath. What do you notice? For most people, it's going to feel quite different. Good breathing requires good posture. Slouching really crushes your diaphragm. It compresses your abdomen and all your internal organs. Plus, it's really bad for your spine and your shoulders and your neck. So many people are slouching, and it's making it nearly impossible to take a diaphragmatic breath. I do it too. I have to always remind myself that's the tip to good breathing. That's really number one. So make it a point throughout your day to really check your posture, and that's going to help you access your diaphragm more often. Once you have the posture down, let's talk about what the normal range of motion is for a healthy diaphragm. It's going to be about three to five centimeters, but by certain conditioning techniques, we can actually get the diaphragm range of motion to go up to eight centimeters. James Nestor in his book, Breath, says that research shows that we're only using about 10% of the range of motion. So that means we have a long way to go. And if we put in the time and the practice that we can actually increase this range of motion, which is going to increase our health. One way to increase this range of motion is to simply use the muscle, right? Again, what we don't use, we'll lose. One of the best ways that we can condition this muscle is to do our slow, deep breathing. And that's what I'm going to cover in today's practice. So what's the first step? How do we approach a breathing practice? For me, it's really about awareness. That's the most important thing. Awareness throughout your day. Am I slouching? Am I using my diaphragm? How am I breathing right now? If you're thinking, I don't have time for a daily breath practice, consider this. If you just practice five minutes a day, and that can give you a lot of health benefit, just five minutes a day. And after one year of practicing five minutes a day, that means you would have practiced 30 straight hours. And 30 straight hours is a lot to help you rewire your brain to breathe better. So I'll lead a practice in just a minute that will help to awaken and activate the diaphragm. But one more important point to remember, and I really want you to get this one in your brain. The diaphragm is linked to nasal breathing. The mouth is linked to chest breathing. Isn't that interesting? So the diaphragm is linked to nasal breathing and the mouth is linked to chest breathing. This is why in episode three, I said the nose is king. And then in this episode, of course, the diaphragm is queen. The king and queen rule our inner kingdom through the breath. She is inextricably linked to the king, just as the king is linked to her. 
just as yin is linked to yang and shiva is linked to shakti. They reinforce and support each other. They really create an inner kingdom of balance and harmony. Let's get into practice number four. And if you're not in a great place to do a breath practice right now, definitely come back. Really getting the diaphragm to work takes practice. Breath practice number four, diaphragmatic breathing. Recall our better breathing principles. Sit up tall, breathe through your nose, use your diaphragm, and let go of judgment. Close your eyes. Bring one hand to the upper belly and connect your brain to your hand. Breathe naturally and don't try to make anything happen. Just notice how much is this area moving when you breathe naturally. Pay attention to the skin underneath your hand. Is it stretching when you inhale? This visual can be helpful. The diaphragm is like a jellyfish. It has this beautiful thin umbrella shape that flows up and down and it is a muscle so if we focus on the hand we can begin to train connect and deepen our diaphragmatic breathing Now bring one or both hands to the lower outer ribs. This is an area you might be able to feel moving when you use your diaphragm to breathe. As you inhale, the lower outer ribs move out to the sides. As you exhale, they taper back in. What do you notice if you're just allowing your breath to be natural? Do you have a sense of the ribs moving when you breathe?
Now soften your belly so the diaphragm is less restricted. Sense this rhythmic fluctuation of this undulating umbrella muscle. Keep your mind connected to the flow of air entering the nose and trace it and connect it to the movement of the diaphragm. Letting the breath flow naturally, watching the diaphragm move. Noticing the ribs going out, the belly skin gently stretch, keeping your shoulders relaxed. Now we'll transition from natural breathing, focusing on the diaphragm, to more guided breathing and working to extend the range of the diaphragm through even breathing. Both the inhale and the exhale will be the same count. And we're going to start with five and five. Please adjust as needed. So empty your breath. We'll do a count of five. Inhale one, two, three, four, five. Out five, four, three, two, one. In one, two, three, four, five. Out five. Four, three, two, one. Take it from here. If that felt a little long, dial it down to three or four seconds. If that felt really easy, then maybe to six. But let's keep it at that point. even, smooth, gentle.
connecting the mind to nasal breathing, connecting nasal breathing to the diaphragm. Take a few more even breaths using your diaphragm. Now release the even breathing and go back to natural breath, not trying to breathe any particular way. What do you notice physically, mentally, emotionally from tapping into diaphragmatic breathing? What has changed from practicing this breath? Remember, everything is welcome. Whatever arises is perfectly welcome. We never know how each and every breath practice is going to go. It's so largely linked to what's happening in our lives. And so we honor that each day is different and the practice is not to fit the breath into a box. The practice is to be with the breath and guide it to be as healthy and functional as possible. My number one tip for today, create a breathe better journal, tracking your progress, taking your notes. This is really going to help you solidify a daily breath practice. And that's where all the goodness is in your practice. Exhale. That is a wrap for this Breathe Better episode. Thank you for joining me today. Subscribe to this podcast and even share it with a friend. Visit SiennaSmith.com for the latest opportunities to join me for Breathe Better courses, classes, or to be mentored by me one-on-one. Special thanks to Bodhi Suchko for providing the music for our breathing session. I so look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Take care and breathe better.